superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get it together, bud. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's Major League. It's a movie come to life. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the movie Major League is a comedy, and so are the open days. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler. Still to come, Spurs television analyst Michelle Beadle. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, live on the Roku channel. As soon as we are done with this hour, guess what? (laughs) We re-air. You can't get rid of us is basically what I'm saying. (laughs) We're everywhere. We are. Uh, We're on the Roku channel. We're on Sirius XM Odyssey. We're on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate as well. We've got a podcast version of this program because people, you know what? They have a right to listen to us whenever they want. Whenever. It's called On Demand. Uh, there's also a video on demand service as part of our Roku channel relationship as well. It's yeah. called the Rich Eisen Show Collection. Sounds very fancy. Okay. Um, so we got fancy. that as well. Um, Michelle Beadle's about to join us on this program. We, uh, I believe she's on or she's not on. I'm like, we're, we're calling her back. Very good. Um, she's on. So we're going we're gonna to have Michelle Beadle in a second here on the program. Um, Based on the photograph that, to me, this was the top story of the weekend. (laughs) We're waiting for the NFL season to begin, and we obviously uh, just finished with the NBA draft. But seeing this photograph of Victor Wembanyama with Tim Duncan and David Robinson, and both of them looking like point guards um, because of how tall Victor Wembanyama is. Sean Elliott has not aged. And um, Manu Ginobili looks like he's a Sommelier at the restaurant. <laughs> Being, uh, you know, be very honest with you. Um, so Wembonyama is now a San Antonio Spur in more than just name only. He is part of their culture already. And somebody who's very well aware of this is a longtime fan of the team, but now working as part of their broadcast from Amazon and FanDuel as well. My colleague from way back in the day on the Worldwide Leader, Michelle Beadle, back here in the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Michelle? What's up, my friend? How are you? I'm great. Uh, wh- wh- oh, yeah. wh- where was this restaurant? San Antonio, right? What do we got for me? Yeah, San Antonio. What it's you a got restaurant called Bliss. Okay. It's, it's, it's on the short list of Pop faves. So, okay. you know, that's it's very important. That, uh, cause Pop was also there. He's just not in the picture. It was a pretty pretty iconic dinner for a kid's first day at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, walk me through what you know about this dinner, Michelle. Walk me yeah, through. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been, as everybody knows that watched the draft and has been paying attention, it's such a whirlwind, and, and this year particularly so for women Yama. I mean, we, there's a number one pick every year. It doesn't feel like this. And so he's been nonstop going at it. They, they flew him in. There were several hundred people waiting at the airport, which when I tell you it's hot here, it, that doesn't even do it justice. It's disgustingly hot. And so to just wait out there for him. And then next thing you know, it's him. His family was all there. They were two chef tables were set up. Uh, his family was at one and then all the guys were at the other. And it's just, you know, getting Tim to come out is big. Uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean's like pre mill and wine. He'll be there. He's, he's easy. <laughs> That's, me That's me too. That's me too. Right. Yeah. If Pop's picking up the tab and he's picking the wines, uh, no brainer. But it's it's just such a, you know, I'm not a very cheesy person when it comes to this stuff, but it, it is different here, I think, than 99% of teams because there were a lot of kids that were flown into the cities that they're going to now play for, and 
this was not happening. They don't have legends that are still in town that are willing and able and, and want to sort of take you under their wings. And so it's a pretty it's pretty cool, and Tony Parker will also be a part of this entire thing. He's just more back and forth, I think, than most of the guys. Yeah. I love it. It's it's a family thing, which if it was any other team, I'd probably tell you, like, ugh, get out of my face. And I get it. <laughs> I get that we're going to get a lot of hate, but it's not. It's the team I love, and so it's, it's quite fun to watch. It is pretty neat, Michelle. And I'm sure, again, for this kid who obviously knew about the Spurs – um, because, you know, uh, Tony Parker signed his checks for a little bit. Boris Diaw <laughs> signed his checks last year and, and still signing checks, I imagine. And then you got um, just the general sense of him knowing who the Spurs are. For him to suddenly get drafted by him, he knew it was going to happen, though. But, I mean, to get drafted by him <laughs> and then suddenly wind up at the dinner table with Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, Sean Elliott. For him, it's exactly what he had to have envisioned as a dream come true. I mean, I, I can't, I think, I can't even imagine. I'm sure, like, you must have had that moment. I, I had a moment like that in my career where I, it was just like a, like a goosebumpy sort of tears. Um, and then Zaza Pachulia murdered Kawhi Leonard in the Western Conference Finals and it was over. But <laughs> it was really good up until that point. And so I feel like for this kid, you, you have all of those things and you're 19. Um, and yes, he's a, he's a worldly 19, and he's been doing this for quite some time, but he's still 19, uh, and I'm not going to forget that. And it's hard to forget it when you know, you're sitting across looking at them. Both, both the guys, we've got two French guys in this draft. We are the most international team. It's just so many languages being spoken, I kind of love it. Um, but it, it was crazy to think, and I'd ask them about it, is that they kind of grew up. I mean, they knew who Tony Parker. Tony Parker is such a success story because when he came here, nobody knew who he was. He was just this 18-year-old that was they took a flyer on and, and it worked out perfectly and Boris Diaw. What I did notice, and I'm not even trying to be shady about it, but I left there the other day thinking no one mentions Rudy Gobert. And I thought it was crazy. These kids all grow up playing basketball, wanting to, to come over here and be in the NBA. And it was Boris Diaw and Tony Parker and nothing about Rudy Gobert. So I don't know. Somebody needs to get to Rudy Gobert and, and work on the, well, the PR. I, I mean, if we're, if we're on the subject of lost Frenchmen, how about Evan Fournier? Frederick Weiss, yeah, yeah. you know, Frank Nilakina, they're not getting their due. Nilekina. You know what? Oh, yeah, that, that could have been great. You know what I mean? But, I know. It is, it's Boris D. I love that Boris D.O. I mean, granted, he's now like a GM, and he, but he wasn't always. I mean, he's mostly known for sailing around the world in his boat. So it's, it's kind of cool that the French kids, it's such a weird connection to San Antonio and France. Like, I would have met, if you told me that 25 years ago, I would have laughed. And here we are. Michelle Beadle right here, run it back co host in San Antonio Spurs. Uh, part of the broadcast team here on the Rich Eisen Show, my friend from ESPN from back in the day. Uh, your interview with Victor Wembanyama. What? Well, how'd you find this kid? What'd you think? You know, you I, I'm getting him at the end of basically four straight days, um, and even then, just to be as professional as it. Because you could tell. I mean, you know, sitting across from him, I could tell he was tired and exhausted. I actually felt guilty. I was like, ah. Oh, We'll have other times to do this, but yes. we have to do this today. Right. Um, and it's it just it's nonstop. And I think, you know, you're in a new city. You now need to leave this sort of craziness of a press conference and all these people. You still have to figure out where you're going to live. Your family's here. They want to obviously get you settled as much as possible. They'll be doing the back and forth as well because, you know, he's got two siblings that both play ball. So they can't just be here 24-7. Um, so there's a lot of juggling. And it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's quite the effort. He's got to go to Portland. I'm not sure yet what their plan is to do with Summer League. Today, of course, it was announced he's not going to play for the French team at FIBA. So that, I guess, buys him a little bit of rest, um, or at least a little less work than it would have been. But he's just, it's nonstop. It's crazy, too, because the other guy that was drafted at 44 is just sort of like, I feel bad for Victor. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we all sort of feel like he's having a, a, a really long three days, but... Right. Don't feel too bad. He's he's already loved, and he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, but a good kid, right? I mean, like, how about Completely. that? What do you got for me? Like, very just sort of um, open and honest. I, I I wanted to talk food, um, and mm. he was like, "I'm I'm afraid I'm going to not like the baguettes and croissants here." And I was like, "Yeah, you're not. They're not. They're not even close." <laughs> but we have other things that you're gonna like, and so it's, it'll be fun. And I know he's getting a lot of heat for how how thin he is, and he is. Um, but again, he's 19, and. Um, I think he's in the right hands. They got a nutritionist. They got a trainer. They're going to do all the good stuff. He just happens to be a really skinny kid. It happens. Bless his heart. Well, you know, a lot of the conversation about just how skinny he is was based on you as well, Michelle, right? <laughs> Are you aware of that part of this conversation over the last that 48 picture, hours? 
was <laughs> like I, I that was my first time seeing him in person too. First of all, I didn't know my arms were buff till I saw By the way, picture, and I'll be honest with you, I was shocked. Yep. Like pleasantly surprised. Uh, Michelle, uh, come on. <laughs> it wasn't an arm day for you that day? I mean, come on. It wasn't an, it wasn't an arm day? What, DM me your triceps workout. Yeah, seriously. I know. It's, it's literally yoga. I don't even do weights. It's all like chaturangas and yoga, which okay. I know I sound like a douche. But <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound like somebody who is doing something healthy is what you sound yeah, like to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'll take I'll take him to some hot classes. He'll be he'll be good to go in no time. Make, I can't imagine him in a hot class. No, I, I mean, so what, do please do walk me through what do you know about what their plan is for him on that front? I mean, he's show. got he's got people around him. He's going to have his own sort of separate side, and they do have he has a trainer, um, the nutritionist, because the Spurs I think are kind of all over the place. Some guys have their own, and, and again, remember this team is average age is like twenty. So it's not your team of vets that are coming in with their own personal chefs. Like Chris Paul going somewhere, he's got somebody already. He's had somebody. These are all kids that are kind of learning this as they go. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Spurs sort of having been entrenched in the ways they've been for so long, this will also be a bit of a learning experience on the and that side of things. Um, but I don't think he's, he will suffer in that department. The food part is, is fine. It's more about doing it in a healthy way. Um, you know, you don't, you don't bulk up as a basketball player. You just have to get stronger. That's kind of the difference in what I think we all think of. And anyone else, he's just going to want to put pure muscle on. But that's not really the goal here, is it? It's so that he can withstand whatever's thrown at him in the paint and anywhere else. And so I think that is the goal here. They're, you know, Zach Collins will probably get the, the brunt of trying to go up against him in practice. Again, there's no comparable size to throw at him. Like, there's just there's nothing. I mean, if you want to get Boban to come in here, I guess, for <laughs> – some practice, but it's, he's just a, he's a very unique person. And so I think there's going to be a lot of learning as we go, but yeah. the, the excitement level, when I tell you on Saturday, you know, you leave the season last year and nobody was depressed. It's just, you know, we know what we were. It was a bad record, young team, fun, but also it's a long season. And then you fast forward to last Saturday and it was just like beaming faces and here we go again. And there's just such hope in the air. So it's nice. It's nice to feel that again. Michelle Beadle here on the Rich Eisen show. Let's talk about Greg Popovich here. Um, what, 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 how, how, I mean, how is he dealing with all that? I mean, I know, I mean, he's got to be out of his mind, right? Like ecstatic. It's, like, it's crazy. It's like, right? it's like when you're, it's like Al Pacino having a baby at 82. Great analogy. Great analogy. You That's know, what it feels like to me, but, but good. It's all good. Um, it's, you know, I love the fact that it's been reported, you know, he's got a three year deal waiting whenever he feels like signing it. Like that's just such a, a pop sentence to me mm-hmm. um, because the joke's always been that there's going to be no heads up. It's just going to be a text and he's done. And then this happens and, and sort of, like a new lease on life. And the fact that he has all of the, the guys from the teams that he loved the most, they're all still around and they still, I mean, most of them are part of the team. They do things with the team already. I, I think there's a renewed sense of coaching. It, there was already that with Jeremy Sohan last year. A lot of people, you know, I grant people didn't watch Spurs games, but he was already, you could see him taking him under him, you know, arm and walking him off the court, teaching him, coaching him. There's like a love there. I think the fact that Jeremy is a unique, guy on his own pop likes that um and now we have this generational hopefully once in a lifetime type player come in yeah it's it makes the job fun and uh i, I just think he's it's renewed time and i think it's like that for everybody in the building even pr even tom james grumpy old tom james looks like a happy guy so i, I think it's uh it's gonna be fun to watch like a different vibe altogether yeah it's not just more runway maybe for him in his career if he if he wants it michelle it's the it's also that he will get a chance to set up shop for the spurs after him however he's you know however i assume he he chooses or sees fit because when Banyama and is going to provide the dubs along with him together yeah. where in the same way where Bruce Arians said and obviously whatever was going on with Brady that might be uh another piece of the iceberg we haven't talked about here but <laughs> but Arians saying I I wanted to go out and set things up for for my guy you know and and how maybe Popovich will have a chance to do that you know I don't know who the Todd Bowles of this equation is going to be but you know yeah. I, I think this is a this is a chance for the Spurs to set up post pop and have him have a role in that, which is so rare. 
as well. It's in so our rare world. because you you know how fickle coaching is. I mean, you can be coach of the year one year, fired the next. It's a it's a it's a tough gig, um, and it's not for the weak hearted. So I, I think it's very cool. And look, we unless something drastic were to happen new ownership, what have you, and things completely change, then we know that whoever comes next is going to be thought out, will be part of the pop tree. I mean, it could be Mike Boonhole, it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do like the idea that it's you got these three years if you want them to sort of set things up and, and get things in the best case scenario. And look, they're not going to come out next year and win 70 games. So for all we know, they keep being sort of near the bottom or in the mid, and you keep kind of building and growing and going forward. It's a great position to be in. Um, it's all part of his already pretty fabulous legacy. That the idea that now you will build, if this kid turns out to be everything people think he will be, you will be at the, at the ground floor of that. And I, I mean, what else could you ask for as Coach Pop? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like Pacino choosing who the nanny's going to be when he's ninety. <laughs> you know? Yeah, be careful. That man is fertile. I mean, everyone needs to slow down. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> You got a good Popovich story you're willing to share? What's your favorite one, Michelle? My favorite thing about Pop is, like, he scolds me a lot because I, I, I tend to eat not the way he probably... Like, for him, every meal is an event, right? He does not take meals for granted. Mm-hmm. He loves food. He loves wine, whatever. Whereas I'm just like, when I'm alone, I'm just going to eat cheese and crackers and call it a night. Like, it's not a big deal. So I get scolded a lot um, hmm. by him for that. He knows how much I love New I love Pop so much because he knows how much I love New York. He's always reaching out to me. Last year was such a, it was such a cool experience. It was my second year, but it was my first year traveling because they had not been traveling. Right. So to be on the plane and have Pop sort of come back and throw a magazine at me and yell at me to read an article and then kind of come. I mean, the other the other crew is just like, what is going on? I was like, guys, he's giving me advice about wine. Like, I don't, don't want to hear it. And it's so awesome because, again, this is my favorite team. It's the only team I, I cheer for and root for for decades now. Uh, it's surreal at times to sort of be like, our pop and I, like we're hotel gym buddies. We're always in the hotel gym at the same time. Like it's just a very surreal thing for a Spurs fan to have. And, and he's not a guy that, as we all know, he's, he's prickly to a lot. So I do not take it for granted. I, I, these are special times, however long they last. I'm loving it. What does he listen to on working out? What does he do? He, I think he's, he's kind of a chatty guy. Like, he sort of talks, and then he makes little snide comments, because it'll be usually, you know, there are a couple coaches that'll be in there at the same time. And uh-huh. It's that team hotel thing. Um, yeah. yeah, he's more of a chatty guy. Oh, like, really? that's kind of his thing. <laughs> is he trying to get out of working out? Just is he spending time? Is that That's why I, I don't know, no, chat between reps. He's definitely doing stuff. I okay. see him working. That's good. And then he's doing, like, little cyclings of things, and I'm like, huh, what does he do? I'll, like, I'll watch a movie or something on an elliptical, and he'll come and see what I'm watching. I'm like, it's not that good. It just gets me through the 30 minutes. (laughs) How great is this, Michelle? I mean, you're going to have a front row seat to Victor Wembanyama arriving for Popovich for the Spurs. I mean, this is it. Like, this is like book material. This is, this is, this is it. This is, this is, you're, you're at the front. I mean, today's the 20th anniversary of, today's the 20th anniversary of LeBron being drafted. It would be basically if, if the Cavs had a, uh, a legendary coach like Popovich at the end of his championship Hall of Fame reign getting LeBron. That's the only analogy, oh, you know? It's incredible. I mean, that's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's a, it's crazy to think about. It's I'm excited for the season to start. I bet. I'm nervous for Victor. I mean, there's, you know, as, as much as the feel-good vibes are here, the rest of the league and fans are like, they want to take him down, rightfully so. So it, it's going to be it's going to be a long season, but I... I you know, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm crazy, but he really seems like a chill, chill kid. Um, and if that is what we're going to get a lot of, then then he's in a great position to really sort of handle what is a very, very hot spotlight. Michelle Beadle, thank you for the time. It's funny, you said earlier uh, in our conversation when you were talking about the, the dinner that uh, that the photograph, yeah. uh, you said something along the lines like, I would, meaning me, I would know what that meant, what that felt like or something like that. Because... That never, no, yeah, that, that, your I, career moment where you, you arrived. Right. I mean, I, I certainly didn't have to do with a dinner at uh, ESPN <laughs> or lunch. <laughs> no, God, no. Oh, my God. No, I, I thought that's what you meant, because I'll tell you the story of John Walsh, the father of God, the godfather of Sports Center, taking me to a lunch at some greasy spoon down the street from ESPN. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I've arrived like I'm an, an ESPN executive is taking me for a meal. Like what a dream come true. And then I realized oh, God, no. that it, for me to for have him spend $10 for me on lunch, I'd have to keep reordering soda after soda. And then the bill came and the big surprise was free refills. 
So, um, yeah, they just didn't do it the same there, did they? No, my moment was getting to do the Western Conference Finals as the as the NBA countdown person, like full circle, and it was I cried a little bit. No, no, nobody bought me dinner at ESPN. Hmm. Are you kidding? No, (laughs) no, it was I think seven dollars and seventy five cents was what. Oh, you just go to the cafeteria, and that was it. No, no, yeah, I know exactly. Um, yeah, there was there. So Pop picked up the check. He picked up the check. That that's confirmed. I have to imagine he did. I have. I mean, look, there's there's no shortage of wallets in that room, but right. I, I would have to think it was all Pop because I, that is one of his favorite restaurants. That's okay. the top five. All right, because if this was the NFL, the you know Wembanyama would have been stuck with the bill with oh, multiple God. screaming eagles ordered by the by the group. You know, like, that'd have been See, it. The NFL guys don't play. That, that's one of the meanest hazing things that exists in sports. <laughs> Ridiculous. The Screaming Eagle bottles. That's not right. <laughs> well, unless you're drinking for free. Um, thanks Thank for the you. call, Michelle. Appreciate it. Let's do Always. this more often. Thanks, guys. You got it. At Michelle D. Beetle on Twitter, at Michelle.Beetle on Instagram, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Great analogy. I was, again, our analogy was Belichick getting Caleb Williams sure. at this uh-huh. point. Yep, yep, yep. And she goes, Al Pacino having a baby. That was very good. <laughs> Next level by Beatle. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but seriously, think about it. What she's going to have a front row seat for. It's going to be pretty, pretty wild. And she said people will be gunning. They will be gunning. To sh- but who's, who, dude, he, he's going to be 7'5". Dribbling in the top of the arc, right? He's going to be. He can defend the rim and then defend the closeout on a corner three on the same play. Yeah, that's true. There was a picture that Hoskins popped up during the interview where he was dribbling. I don't know if you picked up on this. The basketball was in his palm as he dribbled. Okay. You still had about five inches of fingers hanging. Hang, look at, is, look yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, is the basketball smaller or it's just his hand? Because we saw what he did to a baseball. It's just his hand. I don't know, is the basketball so smaller in, in France? No. I don't think, no. It's no, not? It, no. It's like if we were playing with one of those kids' mini balls. The Nerf mini, yeah. That, that's, that's what, what it's that like, like for him. Us, seven-foot hoop, mini ball, him, Ten so, foot real. So basically, you've had a front row seat to what we might see with Cage the last couple of years with the little tykes. Yes, exactly. What you're saying. Except I, I'm standing under there trying to block every shot. Okay, well that's <laughs> what the NBA is going to do. They'll try to do is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're just going to dunk all over. I mean, he's going to be a target every single night. Remember when everyone tried to dunk on Sean Bradley when he came into the league? Yeah. Minute, same deal. Also, when you're like the high profile rookie, like you remember. Lonzo's first game, Pat Beverly literally got inside of his jersey with him and just, like, hounded this kid the entire game. Like, people are going to want to test him, you know. Let's take a break. Hard Knocks News and the top five list as requested. Top five juiciest Super Bowl matchups for this upcoming NFL season. That's how we roll on the final Monday in June. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. First up, celebrity true or false with Bobon. True or false, you eat soup every single day. Is that true? Yes, true. Why is that? Yeah, because like uh, it's a big deal in my country, soup. And we eat okay. soup every time. This is like when you're growing up, you say, hey, first you start your meal with the soup, and after that you can eat whatever you like. Okay. It's not, basically, it's 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 like how, how we do. Like in, you, when you eat soup, like basically you feel like you're healthy because like a little bit fuller stomach okay. and like not hungry too much. So do you at some point during the day, oh, you know what, I haven't eaten soup yet. I need to have my yes. soup. Yes. You have had that. Yes. Okay, what is your favorite soup? Butternut squash, chicken noodle soup, tomato soup, mushroom soup, everything like. Okay. Have you thought about making your own line of soup? Boban uh, soup. Boban soup. No, like this. This is a good idea. I, I would think about it. Here, let's pound that. I would think about it. Very good. I would think about it. Next one for for Boban. Uh, celebrity true or false with Boban? False. You do not like. <laughs> you, you do not like cake. You do not like cake. No cakes. Not big fan. Why? What's wrong no with cakes? No cakes. I, I like I like like small desserts. Like if I eat something, I would eat like something like really like to enjoy because. Small. Yeah, did you get? They're all. They're yeah, all small. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all small too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if I have you over for dinner, soup, uh, Nutella crepe. Yes. Okay, that's the. They're easy. That's you a combination. That's huh? very simple. This La- like this like a couple bucks. Nothing more. Nothing too much. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for you, Bobon. True or false? You love to shake hands. Is that uh, true? But like to be honest, people more like to shake my hands than I like to shake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every every time okay. you know, like every time you know, like when somebody somebody come to me, like I just I just come from the restroom, I wash my hands, I ready I ready I ready to eat food, right, yeah, and yeah. I was like I was like walking like this, I hope some somebody not shake my hands, and that time like somebody comes, hey how are you, and I was like how are you? <laughs> That's when you go with the fist pound, right? There. Yeah, you know, I, know. The- I, I know. I I know. Fun stuff from back in the day, all on our YouTube page. Check it out. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. What is the Hard Knocks news, Christopher Brockman? What do you got for me over well, there? Well, according to our good friend Mike Florio, the Jets are bracing themselves for a situation where they are forced into doing Hard Knocks this year. <laughs> bracing themselves. Mm-hmm. As you know, they're one of the four teams that are, you know, with the new parameters, eligible. Jets, Saints, Bears, Commanders. Pretty much all four have expressed that they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. The Commanders, according to Mike Florio, would do it if forced upon. But Well, they all have to do it if forced upon. I know, but they would kind of embrace it, whereas every other team would just kind of be like, oh, you're here. Kind of like, the you know, Mike Mayock treated it. Sorry, folks. Did it. But it seems like the Jets are... Uh, Call Pal Sweeter at this yeah. point. That's going to happen. It, yeah, It absolutely. has to happen. It should happen. I know they don't want to... Look, coaches want to control the controllables. They, they don't want to have a camera crew, you know, in the building. And it's very... It's, it's, as, it's as unobtrusive as intrusive can get. <laughs> They're very good at this with NFL films. It's just the whole business of sneaking it, you know, past the goalie. You pointed it out. Mayock was the goalie, and he sticked aside everything. He stood yeah. on his head like he was Dominic Koshik. He wasn't even you know? in that season. Right, and, season and that was when Antonio Brown was doing Antonio yeah. Brown things with his feet and his helmet and everything like that. And you remember – the the Raiders hard knocks. It was just tuning in to see what Brown was going to say, and then he hardly s- appeared in the episode. Yeah, we got no Josh Jacobs. Remember, he barely was even in. Yeah, it's kind of Jonathan episode. Abram mostly. But. So, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, seeing Brees Hall and whether he's coming back or not, and on target. You know, I know that they want to lie low, but this is what happens 
when you go and swing for the fences and get Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? And I'm sure they could just basically tell Aaron, just, you know, we'll, we'll see you from afar. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You, you. And leave him alone. I mean, this is the way that it, they set it up where teams that don't make the playoffs for a certain amount of time and haven't done it for a certain amount of time. And don't have a new coach. And don't have a new coach. Yeah. You are eligible to say, you're it. And I'm sure the league heard from the Jets they don't want it and have done everything that they can to try and find someone else to do it. Uh, this is inevitable. I think the Jets are going to wind up doing it. Also, Rich, the amount of eyes it brings, not only to just the hard knocks, right, but like how invested are you after you've watched the season of hard knocks? You tend to pay attention to that team a little more as the season goes. Like, yeah. I was, I watched more Lions last year mm-hmm. basically because I felt like loved their season. You kind of, you know, you kind of get drawn in with their players. So you, you tend to pay a little bit more attention Absolutely. to them too. So that just brings more eyes to you. And, and, I, product, and right? I welcome you uh, aboard the Jets bandwagon. Oh, I never said bandwagon. Well, I mean, you this. said that if there's a team that does hard knocks, I it causes you, you to be more interested and root for yeah, them. And so mean, that would be great. That's not a bandwagon. Come on board. That just means I'll like. Come you know. on board, the guy who's. Was a big Mike White fan, <laughs> like you were. I was. You were, just you were make, in his. You were in his. You were. You were the founding member of the Mike White. I was just trying fan to, club. Trying to. Pre- I was trying to prepare you for where we're at right now. That Zach was not going to be your quarterback, and you didn't want to hear it. So. You know. so, so you're saying if the Jets do hard knocks, you're going to become more of a Jet fan. No, no. That's you'll not. be more interested in the Jets. You'll be following them. I'll I'll pay a See little bit See how he's backtracking now that I pointed I'll, I'll out, like, oh, I was attention. such a big Lion fan. I didn't oh, say, it's great. I'm like, that doesn't mean I'm going to jump on oh. the bandwagon. It means I won't turn no. the channel when their games no, come. There's, there's only one bandwagon you're on <laughs> yeah, the in Cowboys. the NFL season, of course. That's it. I get it. <laughs> like how, last year watching the Lions, how many people took Amon Ross St. Brown earlier in their fantasy draft because they saw it on Hard Docs and you fall in love with the story. You see his dad in the weight room with them. Like Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. How Williams. are you Same not deal. a fan of that dude? Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there are many members of the Jets, many are unfamiliar with, that would Same deal. fall up right. Absolutely. But with Rodgers needing his space and the Jets wanting to give him his space because he's about to have more eyes on him than ever before, with all due respect to Green Bay Packer fans, and I understand how rabid Cheesehead Nation is, and I get it. I'm talking about local news coverage. It's going to be intense. So why do you need an extra four weeks or five weeks of intensity? I understand what they're trying to do. Everybody's trying to prepare under the radar. They're not asking to thump their chest, look at us. I understand they don't want that. There's going to be enough pressure. As I said, it's the most pressure-packed situation, I believe, of any team in the NFL this year. The Jets have this year for Aaron Rodgers, and maybe none other, no other, this is their best team they've had in a long time that Rodgers makes that much better. They want to be completely under the radar screen. I don't believe they will have that luxury. Because it's not just Rodgers. I want to know about Brees Hall. They also don't want a front row seat to Quinn and Williams, maybe having to hold out or not. They got to get him done. There's There's a lot for them to do. Without every single week, HBO having the latest. You personally, as a Jets fan, take away your profession. Yes. As a Jets fan, would you want to see it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Of course I would. And, the and I love Salah, and I think Nathaniel Hackett, you know, the couple times that I met him, he's a really, you know, outgoing guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I want... You tell the Jets tough. This is what's happening. Well, it's, they're gonna. I mean, it's inevitable. I guess they were knocking on other other teams' doors saying, "Would you they like to do to it?" Volunteers or the Lions to do it again? Right. No way. No way. They try to get volunteers. And the reason why they set this situation up and the membership voted for it is because there were no longer volunteers. No one's raising their hand saying, "We'll take hard knocks." Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial, and when you call this program and you give a good suggestion we'll take it that's what res consulting is all about we're we're always up for it we're for the people brian cranston told a great story that 
scene where he was Dr. Tim Watley on Seinfeld taking the laughing gas before administering it to Jerry Seinfeld. One of the funniest scenes he's ever been in in Seinfeld <laughs> said that idea came from an electrician on top of a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> saying, hey, you know, before you give Jerry the laughing gas, what would be funny is if you do it. He did it. Great idea. Very funny. And he said that taught him best idea wins. We're like, we have that uh, mantra here. Best idea wins. Uh, and Dane in Washington last Friday. That's right. Called up and said, I want to see a top five list of the top five juiciest Super Bowl matchups. Mm. And I thought of it. Came up over the weekend. Here it is. Top five list right here. Hit it. Jason Feller. Top five juiciest Super Bowl matchups. Mm. I tried to keep it in the realm of possibility. This one is, I believe, the least possible, but I threw it out there because you never know, and it's entirely possible. Not one, but two rookie quarterbacks making the Super Bowl from this year. That would be insane. And it brings Frank Reich on the doorstep of denying the Indianapolis Colts a championship. (laughs) Colts versus Panthers. (laughs) Anthony Richardson versus Bryce Young. (laughs) That would be kind of awesome. And it's Frank Reich one year after being bounced midseason by the Colts, bringing the Panthers back to the Super Bowl with Bryce Young, and it's Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Wow. Do you think that'd be a juicy week in Las Vegas, Nevada? uh, I I do, because the Colts are 100 to 1, and the Panthers are 80 to 1. I'm just saying these are, it's a long shot. (laughs) Yeah. It's a long shot, but we're talking juicy here, and um, one never knows in the NFL. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. Number four on this list. Who would have thunk this could be possible? And it is. Back in the day. In a national championship night in Atlanta, when Alabama played Georgia, and one kid gets benched for the other, and the kid wins a national championship in his one opportunity in the second half of the game, and then years later, Tua Tungo-Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins take on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. Who could think that would have been possible on that night? Nick Saban oh, comes like out and, too. and flips the coin, you know, <laughs> yeah. before the game. And you know what? The Eagles won it last year, and we all think they're as good as they get. And wouldn't it be amazing if it's a team filled with Georgia Bulldogs out there with Devontae Smith as well on the field and Tua and the Miami Dolphins are in the Super Bowl as well. That would be pretty juicy, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I like that one. All That's right. Good one. Number three. When you think of a team playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl and winning it all, who do you think of? Tom Brady. Okay. With all due respect to Matthew Stafford. Of course. You think to about Tom team. Brady. Think about Tom Brady. What's a team that Tom Brady might take a piece of ownership of in time for the playing season? Brady. And who is the quarterback of that team? We think. It's going to be. That was boy. He's Jimmy got G. the Jimmy G shirt Jimmy on, G don't shirt you? On now. <laughs> How about the Raiders playing in their home stadium with Tom Brady in the owner's suite with Mark Davis, and the team that they're taking on is Jimmy G's former team in the San Francisco 49ers. That's pretty fun. How about Raiders, Niners, a little Bay Area battle, yeah. even though I understand one team's no longer in the Bay awesome. Area, with Tom Brady in the, hill, in, the, in the hizzy, in the building. That's not bad. For the... Las Vegas Raiders, who he owns a piece of, with Jimmy Garoppolo, who he once sent to the San Francisco 49ers, reportedly, allegedly. And that (laughs) team is back in the Super Bowl, and it's Jimmy G who they're facing. In Las Vegas, home of the Raiders. How juicy would that be? That's pretty juicy. Okay. Number two on this list. How am I doing so far? Especially when Brady plays in the game. Okay. How am I doing so far? <laughs> pretty good. I like this right. so right. far. Number no, two on the them. list. You could have had Miami Philly a little higher, I think. No, no. I, 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 I kind of like Raiders in their hometown. Brady in the building. It's the 49ers. Okay. Could not had Philly in it at all. Okay. Very good. Better. Sorry. <laughs> well, you won't like the fact that the Cowboys aren't even on my list. No, Here's number two. Oh, haters hate. That's what they do. Russell Wilson. Shows you he's not only still got it, he's making the Super Bowl. And the team he faces 
is the Seattle Seahawks. And we've seen the Broncos and Seahawks play each other, have we not, in the Super Bowl. And Sean Payton is back in the Super Bowl. I thought to myself, do I put Sean Payton versus the Saints? Yeah, but that doesn't... That doesn't have as much juice as Sean Payton back in the Super Bowl himself, taking on Pete Carroll. By the way, there have been some Saints-Seahawks playoff games, Russ versus Drew Brees, by the way. But Russ taking on Seattle in the Super Bowl for Denver and Sean Payton against Pete Carroll in Las Vegas, Nevada? Sign me up. That's pretty damn juicy all week long. Mm. And by the way, that would be, don't you think, potentially a seat at the table in Canton for the winning coach of that game? Mm Mm-hmm. You want to talk a legacy? Second Super Bowl win for Pete Carroll. Yeah. Second Super Bowl win for Sean Payton. One and two each in two in a different spot. Winner Hall of Fame for sure. Okay, number one on the list. It's a no-brainer. You know it. Cowboys I know versus it. and the American people know it. Jets Packers, baby. If Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are in the Super Bowl <laughs> oh, against one another, holy smokes! Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers, that Aaron Rodgers does, in fact, take the Jets to the Super Bowl exactly as the Jets and all of their crazy-ass fans, including me, dreamt possible. And the team they face is Green Bay. Get out of here. Juiciest matchup, period, end of story. And that's my top five juiciest Super Bowl. one more? All right, we'll get one I got more. one more. Wow, I'm not going to flip out. I don't, six, think, but... I don't think... <laughs> This is possible. But what if but. What if the Cleveland Browns make it and the team they see is Baker Mayfield's Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> what if Baker Mayfield <laughs> takes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back to the Super Bowl like Tom Brady in his first year oh, man, of the new spot stunned. and the team they see is the Cleveland Browns who finally make it to a Super Bowl and with Deshaun Watson and the person they see in front of him is Baker Mayfield. Wouldn't that be juicy? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd be so rich if this happens. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? You're looking at odds? Is that what you're saying? I'm calculating the odds for all of these matchups right now. He's okay. looking at That's odds. my list of juiciest <laughs> Super Bowl matchups. So I, I, I just couldn't uh, – the one, the one that I was matching up, I get Rodgers with Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I don't think fans would really no, even I, I care about that. that because... The one that I thought that would be juicy would be Bill's Cowboys, just like back in the uh, old days. Yeah. Like the Cowboys are back and the team they see is Buffalo. No, I, and, I get why you didn't do it because your, you know, your matchups are more like fantasy-based, whereas if you put the Cowboys on, that would be more like this is a reality yes, that could okay. happen. No, I just so don't I think, understand. No, the yeah. Cowboys are, are you know – are juicy to begin with, just because of who they are. I will give you that. But I just couldn't really match them up with, what, Kansas City? Is that juicy? What, just Lamar Hunt used to, you know, own the Dallas Texans? Take I mean, who cares when it comes to it? What, you raised your hand? You got something over there? No, Del Tufo's trying to get in. No, Del Tufo's outside right now. Oh, is he really? He's trying to get in the door. He's like trying to get in the door, but the badge doesn't work in between show hours. Okay, during the show hours. Okay, very good. Hey, let him in. Let him in. Let him in. I'm thinking also just teams that have never been there before would be fun. I mean, Vikings, Browns. Two kind of lovable losers. Throw the Lions no, in there, I, maybe. I, no, I, I get it. Maybe Lions, um, but that's Browns. not juicy. That's not juicy. This, that's not like, you know, red meat. And I understand that Raiders, Niners might not be, but those are two incredibly passionate fan bases as well. The Raiders get back to the Super Bowl, and it's in Vegas, and Jimmy G takes on his former team, and Brady, that's his childhood team, is the 49ers taking on the Raiders. That Brady's first year in ownership just like everything else in his life, he makes the Super Bowl. That's true. Like, you don't think we'd be talking about that? It's a yeah. little chalky, but I think a good one would be Cowboys-Bills. You that's know, what I was thinking. Yeah, I, but, just, but to me, that's yeah. not as... I think he got distracted with oh, Del at the door, sorry, which I, was, I would as well. <laughs> and he's trying to count his money that he's not going to really lay on the, on the line in his head. All right, let's take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll set up the rest of the week in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on 
all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, the uh, the uh, Rams just took a twenty-seven to three lead on the Buccaneers from the playoffs two years ago oh, on man. NFL Network. Man, what a game! So if you want to watch that comeback, only to have uh, Stafford go up top to cup to win that game. The the defense breaking down on that play. Oh yeah, after Brady led the comeback. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's like uh, really? Of course they're throwing deep. What are you doing? Maybe cover Cooper Cup. Oh, and as we all know, Al Michaels would then go on to call another playoff game in the state of Florida, but that comeback actually completed. What about Titans-Rams? Titans-Rams. Why? Just because... A rematch of one of the of, 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 great Super Bowls. Two, and that's speaking of games that Al Michaels called. Two pretty big long, long shots. The Titans have the third longest. But that's not juicy. Like, AFC what will we talk outside of, okay. outside of that rematch... What would we talk about? I'm, I'm just, you know, Colts Panthers is. I just was trying to match teams up one with another, and and that one jumped out at me. As you know, we've never, we've had, uh, you know, we've never had two rookies go out at each other. You didn't, other in you the didn't Super like Bowl. Jeremy Fowler's Jets Cowboys. Jets Cowboys. All that is is New York and Dallas, right? Well, Rogers, Rogers versus Dallas. Right? It's good. It's Rogers versus Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. It's pretty juicy. It's, it's pretty juicy. I just didn't want to put two Jets on there because I don't want to be accused of being a cheerleader for the team. Well, too late. <laughs> Which one would you take off? Raiders Niners. You weren't into. Raiders Niners. Eh, the Tom Brady stuff, but it's not. You know, it's Tom Brady's hometown team. Um, if Brady's playing in the game, I'm more into that. He's not playing in the game. You don't know that. You can't say that for sure. When I, the season's over, then we'll say for sure that he didn't play in the game. He's not playing in the you game. can't roll that out. I'm telling you right now, you he won't be playing in the game. You can't roll that out. No. He's coming back. Oh, good to know. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Back here on our program. <laughs> Del Tufo just arrived. I guess he is going to be sitting in, a, in, in, in that seat for the rest of the week. Who knows? I'm what on, about the soccer pre-World Cup thing? thing? I don't know. The Gold Cup? Where is he? I don't know. He's already gone. Oh, he's back there. Okay. And at the same time that he gained access to the studio, uh, Susie just landed. So she's back. Oh, nice. Which means I have to stop putting dishes in the sink and put it right <laughs> in the dishwasher. After yeah. Yeah. That was great. Literally... <laughs> Having the home to myself this weekend. You do whatever you uh, honestly, I left clothes on the floor. Uh, I put I put dishes. I left it in the sink. Did you, did oh, you I just would take it. I would, guys. You want to talk about really cutting loose? Wow. I would take a dish, <laughs> put food on the dish. Mm-hmm. I would eat the food off the dish. I would then just leave the dish in rooms that had no business the dish being in. <laughs> I would leave, honestly. Rooms that it would just be like if Susie what? walked through it, she'd be like, "What the hell is that doing here?" Why is there I would leave it there. On the washing machine, I, I would leave it there, <laughs> and I would leave it there, thinking to myself, "This is great. I'm going to leave a dish wherever I damn well please." But I better remember where you left it. Where I left it, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to leave it there. And so, honestly, what I did today it was like a tech team coming through, like like the born identity. I went through place. I seriously. Did you drink out of the carton? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, on. no. Come on, man. On. So basically, I have some self-esteem. Well, I'm just saying, no one else so, is going to be uh, drinking out the milk no, for a while. No, but I, I, I would then take the dish, and then sometimes I would just leave it in the sink. I would, I would take a knife and just leave it in the sink by itself, <laughs> a lone knife in the sink. Do you understand what an issue that would be if Susie was home? Really? Oh, gosh. So both of our bosses got back is what you're saying. 
Uh, you, yeah, Del Tufo and Susie. <laughs> yeah. Del Tufo. Yeah, it just it, it wouldn't be a major. I don't want to paint like you know warpath stuff. No, 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 no. But it would be just like what I, I get the what what what's your malfunction? <laughs> Plus, it'd also be like you're not you're not. You're not showing the kids what should be done. So the kids weren't there. Susie wasn't there. Honestly, you did what you wanted. It was all. It was almost like Tom Cruise and Risky Business, except the fact, you know, I didn't, you know, fly around. I didn't blast music. No Bob Seger. No, and I don't look like Tom Cruise. And there was no Rebecca De Mornay. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have to pay to get the, you know, the. Oh boy. The furniture back. Oh, okay. That's what I was else. paying for. You were more like Matt Matt Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone. <laughs> I was like that. Did you order a pizza this weekend? Oh, home? I did last night. Oh. The issue with that was is that Susie gets the Postmates messages on her phone too. Oh, she was wow. like, "Did you order a pizza uh, on my account?" I was. It was. I, I was running risks this weekend. You understand how risky I was this week? Do you understand? Wow. How many more, risks I ran this I'm weekend? More, what about Steelers Cowboys? Um, I. I guess. It's a throwback to the 70s. I understand that. Or or the 90s. But not to sound like Kyler Murray, but who the hell are the Cowboys these days? You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, wow. Didn't he say that recently? <laughs> like, it's just like millennials don't get it. They well, don't get it. TV, That's like, TV it's viewers like, get it. Brandon Miller gets drafted second overall, even though he thinks Paul George is the GOAT. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just looking for other juicy matchups. What about cups? Did you just leave cups in the same? Oh, cups. Of all, like uh, 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 coffee mugs, um, uh, wine wine cups, uh, uh, tall glasses, just everywhere. It was great. It was great. Oh God. Oh yeah. Did you leave lights towels, on? Towels, towels, wet, wet towels unhung. Did Are you, you kidding me? Lights on in the room when you oh, left. Oh no. Okay, I'm, I'm efficient. I'm, I'm energy yeah. efficient. Gotcha, that makes Doesn't sense. matter. I don't need. Uh, you know. But I mean, seriously, some traps were taken off. <laughs> what if we just ran back Chiefs Eagles? You're still on this right yeah, now. There's two different he conversations to going talk on. About, you know, you. <laughs> that was a good game last year. I know. Is okay. it still? Is it juicier than Colts Panthers? We got Mahomes going for number three. Suddenly he's tying Troy Aikman. He's you know almost no, halfway I, to Brady. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. All right. You really want to see? I don't think people want to see matchups, uh, rematches in the Super Bowl. I don't think they do. You know, you got to switch it up sometimes. Like when your wife isn't home <laughs> and there's a sock on the floor, you walk past it. Yeah. You walk past it. You leave it you even kick where the sock it when was. You, walk by it? you leave it where it was. <laughs> not like you don't hear somebody saying, did you just walk past that? Pick, you're not going to pick that up. How about Lions oh, Jaguars? It's amazing. Looking for my Eisenpalooza drop. Oh, Eisenpalooza. Lions Jaguars. Okay. That's a fun game. Not as fun as leaving a sock on the floor when you're, <laughs> instead of picking it up. Oh, yeah. It's just great. <laughs> and it's all over! <laughs> Party's over! Game over, man. Game over. <sighs> Did you say no one cares about the Cowboys, though? That's kind of I didn't say that. <laughs> that was I said millennials do not sit here and go, oh, that's a great throwback game because it involves the Cowboys because didn't Kyler Murray recently basically say who were the oh, Cowboys? Yeah. That was like four years ago. Didn't he say that? Yeah. And it's like, hey, bro, I'm 23 years old. Kyler it's been Murray. 25 years since they've been in the... Undefeated in, at at and Stadium, right? Yeah, Murray. I believe so. Thanks to Michelle Beadle. Thank you. In her arms. To Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Uh, tomorrow's show, Lil Rel Howery will be here. Hey. And Tom Pelissero just earned himself a call. Uh-oh. Because he says Brock Purdy's going down to Jacksonville to throw. To throw? Yes. Under the watchful eye of coaches and doctors. Ooh. He's going to start. Coaches and doctors. Yeah. It's watchful. See? Sometimes you got to do the right thing. Mm. Unless you're living by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 